Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sara Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guests are James and Claire Davis. Claire and James are the husband and wife team behind the multi-award winning coaching and fitness company, 38 Degrees North, which was founded 10 years ago in Ibiza. The couple have a highly successful five-star rated midlife wellness podcast called The Midlife Mentors, designed to lift the lid on their no-nonsense approach to health and happiness. They also help transform lives from the inside out through the Midlife Method eight-week program for body, mind, and soul. So I am super excited to welcome James and Claire to the show. Welcome back, guys. Hi, we're so thrilled to be back. Thank Thank you. you for asking us back on. Thank you. Oh my goodness, I always love chatting to you guys. I mean, this topic that we're covering today, I think is something that affects so many of my listeners because actually menopause is often stated as one of the causes for divorce. So tell us a little bit about what is the menopause for women? I mean, a lot of us have an idea of that, but also I know James talks a lot about the male menopause. So I'm really interested to hear something about that. Yeah, absolutely. So you're saying about it affecting relationships. We'll talk a bit more about that in a minute. But um, the menopause is effectively when a woman has stopped menstruating for over a year. So that's when it's kind of scientifically supposed to be when you are going into menopause. But perimenopause is a massive, massive thing for women as well. And there has been so much talk about menopause, but perimenopause, a lot of women might start experiencing that from like 35 even um definitely as soon as they get into their 40s because their hormones are changing the progesterone the estrogen mainly testosterone and i think you know it affects us in so many ways a lot of us actually experience it with low mood um we can experience like hot flushes uh, menstrual cycle can be all over the place but it's a lot to do with i think the experience I have myself, actually, and with the women I work with, it's the anxiety, the depression, it's actually the mental and emotional sides that really kick in. So I'm really passionate about working with perimenopausal women, particularly, actually. Mm. And as for the male menopause, I mean, it's it's less well it recognised. It is a real thing. At the moment, we kind of sadly still have this stereotype of, you know, the guy gets to a certain age and suddenly, like, he's into the tight shirt, open-top sports car, younger girlfriend, and we laugh about it. But the thing is, like, for men... The menopause is different. For women, it's kind of a more um, abrupt process. Everything's compressed into a, a short space of time relative to the man. They get a lot of hormonal changes occurring in a relatively short period of time. But for the man, basically, our testosterone, which is our main male sex hormone, is basically declining from our late 20s, early 30s onwards. By the time we're hitting our 50s, it could be like 30 to 50% lower than it was in its 20s. So obviously for a lot of men, it can kind of creep up on them and they they experience similar symptoms to women like brain fog, anxiety, low mood. There are physiological changes as well. Obviously with your testosterone dropping, you're losing your muscle mass, losing your strength, losing your energy. So for men, they kind of like not know what's going on really, but just know they feel off or low or down uh, and not realize it's down to these hormonal changes as well. So 
I think it's really helpful to start having a conversation about, you know, what's going on for men and women, like with the hormones and physiologically and the psychological effect that has as well. So it does. If your, if your libido suddenly bottoms out well, for no reason, you know, going to relationships and that's happening to both of you and you're not communicating about it and not understanding why it's happening, that could be like a, a big, big, like obstacle to you. Well, that's a massive thing as well. You know, women talk about, we do talk about our loss of libido at perimenopause and menopause. And then a lot of that, we feel like it might be our fault. You you know, a lot of women are very hard on themselves at this time in their life as well, because they are experiencing uh, physical changes as well. We're laying on more fat. We're finding it harder to, um, you know, burn off those calories. We're also um, decreasing our leptin, which is our our hormone that says I'm full so our leptin is decreasing <laughs> so we find that we're hungrier more more of the time potentially craving more sugar which again this cocktail of hormones becoming more insulin resistant as well as we age so we're not able to process the sugars as well so it's basically what we want to do is really educate people about it especially for women which is my side of things but for women they really blame themselves. You know, they think their diet is on point. They think their exercise is on point and they can't understand why they're not getting results. So they keep doubling down, which actually, again, this hormone um, cocktail that's going on uh, really start impacting negatively against each other. But the whole thing around libido, us women seem to think, oh, you know, it's just us. It must just be our, we, we just haven't got a sex drive anymore. But the men are experiencing it as well and if there was some communication around that it would massively help yeah i was going to say for men as well obviously like a lot a lot of male self-identity is often wrapped up in physicality you know like oh i'm being strong i'm capable i'm vigorous and if that starts to decline um you know it can be a bit of a shock to people um and then also you bring in like stress we're talking there about you know what's going on physiologically you can imagine for both sexes like you're suddenly putting on more weight. What you were doing before exercising isn't working. You're losing your muscle mass, using your strength. You feel tired. That's going to create a psychological pressure on you. Totally. Obviously, emotional pressure if you're in a relationship and you're experiencing it together. Throw stress into mix because like at midlife as well, we kind of have this idea, this concept that we'd have it all sorted. You know, we're like, ah, oh, by the time I'm in my like late 40s, early 50s, everything in my life is going to be perfect. In fact... <laughs> Like we're probably under more pressure and stress. We're like juggling like aging parents, maybe young kids, financial pressures, career. So the stress pressuring onto that as well can really, really add to it. So it's really, it's really important we shine a light on it. So the other thing for men is um, that I feel like they're less likely to talk about it to their friends mm-hmm. at the moment and be open about it. There needs to be like have a, a more open conversation about about male menopause and what's going well, on. Well, the statistic is last year. I mean, I find this shocking. This is why I am so, so grateful and so proud of James doing what he's doing. Like, I'm honestly so proud and honoured to be with someone like James because he's really, really championing this whole kind of safe space, really, for men's, midlife men to talk about what's going on for them. But the statistic was in England and Wales last year, 75% of the suicides were men. I don't actually know the statistics around um, midlife men, Majority but it's, midlife men. It's, it's crazy and really... It is down to a lot of people are now talking. It's great that a lot of people are now talking about perimenopause and the menopause, but still no one is really discussing the impact it's having on these guys. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because 
you know, I'd never really heard of the male menopause until maybe a couple of years ago. And friends of mine started to talk about it in, you know, this sort of sector, like we all work in here. But I mean, I think it's fascinating because previously we'd always refer to it as uh, a midlife crisis, right? Men having a midlife crisis. So as James mentioned earlier, the sports car, the younger women. But so are you saying that that probably is tied in if so how is that tied or is that not just a big excuse for bad behavior um i mean you can look at it as an excuse for bad behavior but if you think about it you know it's about the identity on which you're you're basing yourself is is shifting away right so so if if you look at that stereotype what is that behavior it's it's like trying to reclaim your youth in some way like oh i can have the fast car i can still get the younger you know it's it's an actually like a cry for help effectively your identity is shifting away. You don't really recognise who you are now and you're not comfortable with it. So you're just trying to cling on to what was, um, which is understandable. But there are ways you can work with your body like to, to help mitigate some of this and work in line with what's going on so make it more manageable I think a midlife crisis I mean it's there is a lot of shame and ridicule around that that phrase midlife crisis but I think it is it's still kind of bang on to be honest I think we're all men and women, we're all experiencing this cocktail of hormones where we're looking at our self-identity. You know, we're getting to the second act of our life and we're thinking all these hormones are going on, that all these changes are going on mentally, emotionally, physically. But then we're kind of like, who am I? I've been, especially for women, we've put everyone before ourselves. We haven't prioritized ourselves at all. It's alien to us to prioritize ourselves and we don't give ourselves permission to do that. Um, And then we find a lot of our midlife clients, they'll get to a certain age and they're thinking, am I happy? Is all this life that I've created for myself and this identity that I've built for myself, is this who I really am? Is this what I really want for the rest of my life? You know, so that crisis can feel very real, but it is a physiological response as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So not an excuse for bad behavior. Then. Okay. So now we know that that's, you know, happening. So that really explains a lot because if you're in a relationship, but both of you are going through this at the same time, how does that manifest and how can that be destructive? Because as I said at the beginning, quite a lot of people, you know, say, well, the menopause completely changed my wife. Is that something you guys hear? Yeah, Absolutely. I put a post up the other day, actually, and it was really brave. I really, really honoured this guy that underneath the post, I wrote about perimenopause and depression and anxiety and why that was happening, you know. And so just in essence, when our estrogen dips, um, estrogen is really important for the transportation of serotonin, which is in our gut. 90% of our serotonin is created in our gut, which is our happy hormone, you know, good feeling hormone. So that's why we experienced the low mood and the depression. So I put up a post about this and this guy underneath said, you know, I wish there were more people talking about this from a male perspective as well, because I totally honor what you're saying, Claire. But from our side, it broke up my marriage because my wife wasn't willing to discuss the emotions she was having. She wasn't willing to seek help. Um, It just built this huge wedge between us and we stopped communicating um, and I'm sure, you know, he was feeling his own cocktail of hormones as well. So we find it a lot, yeah. actually, there's lack of communication. I, I was going to say, I would just echo what Claire said. It's that sometimes it like, creates the distance between a couple because, you know, if we're not really understanding what's going on, you know, we just get up and we're like, I just feel low today. Like, I'm just not in a good mood. And then maybe like your body's not performing as you want it to perform. But you don't feel you can really talk to your partner about it because it's a little bit embarrassing 
if you're both going through that, it starts to create over time more and more distance. And I, you know, some of the guys I spoke to are just like, I just feel like a bit disconnected and distant from my partner now. Uh, and I think just, just shining a light on it and becoming aware, if you can understand that like, this is something that is happening internally, that is being driven by these hormones, then you know, we can start to have open conversations about how we deal with it. And also, actually, if you, if you can, kind of um, be accountable to each other, try and support each other, do that, you know, work with the lifestyle factors that we suggest that massively help with perimenopause or menopausal symptoms and same for the andropause, you know, actually doing some of these lifestyle factors together committing to doing them together will bring you closer together um so that's that's one of the things that we teach separately but would absolutely help with that disconnect and bringing people together to talk about it and then do something about it did you say andropause that's yeah what it's called. that's a technical name for the male menopause is the andropause it's the loss of your androgens which is your male sex hormones oh i'm learning new words andropause <laughs> I mean, I can totally see how that happens because, and also if the men or and the women aren't aware that there'll be you know, physiological changes going on for the man as well, all that blame can be dumped on the woman's shoulders as well. And then you're feeling unattractive, maybe bloated, you're putting on weight, you're you know stressed and more anxious, as you've mentioned. So I guess that is going to cause tensions with communications if you're not great at communicating anyway. And especially over here, us Brits, we're not great about talking about those sort of personal issues, are we? So I think maybe in other countries, they, they find it a little bit easier. But again, if this isn't spoken about, you know, very openly anyway in society, then I guess people don't have that education. Is that what you're finding? Definitely. I mean, I think it, it's so amazing now that the increased awareness around perimenopause and menopause, you know, you've had books come out with the likes of like Meg Matthews, Mariella Foster up recently, really shining a light and, and talking actually a lot about less the physiological side, but the kind of the emotional side and almost like that, that depression that people can go through. So we understand that now. People are starting to actually look at it in the workplace environment. Like we need to start catering for menopause. Uh, the men are now lagging a bit behind I feel so it's important to start having that open conversation about you know what's happening for men as well and bring it out in the open understanding you know, that there is a process that's part of the aging process for men that is is knocking them in a similar kind of way well yeah because we've got and um, we were saying just before we started on the podcast we've got international menopause day and I'm doing a workplace kind of open discussion about the menopause and the perimenopause and how it affects women at work which is massive there's a lot of campaigning around helping women at this stage of our life but again that's all centered around women there must be you know there's these men that are experiencing burnout stress you know overwhelm again not necessarily being supported and then we're getting the stats like we mentioned that's that are happening from last year the suicide rates have gone sky high for men even more so um and they're not necessarily getting the support and workplace i think the workplace is a perfect um environment to help support men as well as women there's yeah, absolutely. a due diligence really to help men as well are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as the Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control and start feeling happy again. 
Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one -one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. I mean, I actually heard, I was working with a, uh, a client who was training to become a coach with me actually, and she worked for a big blue chip company and she had just been on a training course to become their in-house menopause ambassador. I mean, they didn't have an in-house divorce ambassador, which I think would have also been. <laughs> they had an in-house menopause uh, ambassador, which was, which was good. But again, it was very much aimed at supporting the women. So I think like, you're right. This, this awareness of the andropause is something that we really need to, to focus on and bring out. I think that's really, really important. I mean, it sounds pretty depressing, doesn't it? I mean, you're getting older. Maybe if, if you're like me, your eyesight's starting to go in your late 40s and then other things that are a bit more of a struggle, like losing weight and keeping fit and all the rest of it. And then on top of that, we've got the menopause. So, so what can we do, guys? I mean, you guys are out there helping people through this. What's the positive? What can we do to dial down some of those negatives? Um, I think for men and women, you know, alcohol is a big thing. <laughs> You know, as I said right at the beginning, you know, we're becoming more insulin resistant, which means we're not able to process the sugars in our body as effectively. And essentially, alcohol is really high in sugar. So, you know, physically, you know, your body's not able to process sugar. When sugar's not used up, it basically turns into fat, especially around the abdominal area. So you're going to be putting on weight. We call it the wine waste for women. And obviously the beer belly for men, it's it's a real thing. <laughs> so actually just being really conscious, I'm not saying cut out alcohol together, absolutely not, but just being really conscious of the fact that alcohol is sugar and we're less able to process sugar as we age. And also it's massively linked to inflammation, uh, poor gut health, depression, anxiety, and it's hidden in everything. So really be conscious of um, the sugar content of your diet is one of the things that I would say. Yeah, and I say for both uh, men and women, uh, trying to live a healthier lifestyle. So like more movement in your day. Like obviously for both genders, they're losing muscle mass. So we want to make sure we're resistance training each muscle group at least twice a week to help keep that muscle mass, maintain that muscle mass. Muscles metabolically active. So the more muscle we carry, the higher our metabolic rate, the more calories we're burning even at rest. So that's going to help negate the old wine waste beer belly. So we want to be resistance training. And then the name of the game is like not trying to double up on what you did in your 20s cardio-wise, but just like short bursts of things like HIIT. And the interesting thing is like short, intense bursts of activity like HIIT and resistance training do have a hormonal effect. So when we do that, we actually temporarily boost the levels of human growth hormone and testosterone in our body. So we can't ever like push our baseline back up above. But if we're consistently exercising in that way, we just keep bumping our levels up. So we're just slowing the rate of decline, if that makes sense. So we're getting a hormonal benefit from exercise. Plus you get the endorphin effect of like feeling good from it. Plus all the other health benefits of, you know, just like looking and feeling great and then clean up the diet, like start going for a lot, lot more lean protein, cut out the processed foods, particularly ultra processed foods where you don't really know like where they, where they've come from, how they've been concocted. 
Yeah. The other thing is do the mindset reps as well. I'd say a big thing of this is obviously the mental work. So, um, and they're all interlinked, you know, if your body's failing you and you let that go in your mind, that's going to have a knock on effect. You start training your body, nourishing it really well with what you're putting in and work on your mindset as well with daily practices like gratitude, mindfulness, things like that. You can actually start to like have a more positive mindset and overcome some of those negative psychological effects that the hormonal changes are bringing in i mean i'll say to women just give yourself permission to prioritize yourself you know because here's the thing we we have a lot of guilt and shame around prioritizing ourselves and think oh i don't have time for that i don't have time you know if i'm over here i'm not doing this thing over there but the thing is if you're over there constantly and you're burnt out and you've got nothing left your glass is completely empty you've got nothing to give anyway so actually learning to set some healthy boundaries will really really help your work, your relationships, um, your sense of self. And actually, it's it's really, really interesting that once you give yourself that permission, you start to realize you become stronger in body, mind and soul. And that positively impacts so many areas of your life. But it's that self-identity piece. It's not being afraid to spend time asking yourself who you really are and what you really want. And like James said, doing those mindset reps and sticking with it and being consistent. Well, you guys are so inspiring and obviously you look gorgeous. You've got loads of energy. This comes really natural to you, I know. And I've known, obviously, you for a long time, James, for many, many years. But I guess some people listening might be going, yeah, but I just can't do the whole healthy thing. Is there a happy balance? Because, you know, if you are maybe leaning on alcohol, which a lot of people will be drinking, maybe not a lot more, but a little bit more, maybe a glass of wine a night to take the edge off, especially in the early days. Yeah, maybe, you know, you are doing a little bit of comfort eating. The thought of giving all that up Mm. could be a little bit daunting, which means they don't do anything. So is there, I don't know, like a happy medium where you're not beating yourself up or setting your standards too high? Well, firstly, I would say just on that, just be, have a really, really strong why. Like, notice your patterns. Notice what your triggers are. So when you're starting to go for the wine, go for the food. Uh, uh, like, don't be afraid to ask yourself what you're feeling uh, within yourself. And actually just becoming aware. Awareness precedes change. You can't change anything you don't know. So just being gentle and compassionate with yourself. But actually just starting off really, really slow. It might be going, if you don't do anything, something is better than nothing. And just mm-hmm. getting started, it was always the hardest bit because momentum breeds momentum. So just get going, take a walk, get outside, get out into nature, get some vitamin D, you know, stop sitting in your home, stop sitting glued to Netflix, just getting out will massively reduce your cortisol levels, your stress hormone. Um, and, you know, how we work with clients, my goodness, we've got clients that run, you know, organizations in the UK and the US are flying here, there and everywhere and still manage to fit in what we give them. So it's completely possible. And it's just starting off small, like short bursts of intense exercise at your level with some resistance training a couple of times a week will start to get you feeling stronger mentally and physically really fast. You know, everyone always says, oh, it's surprising how quickly I've got results in comparison to what I thought I would. Yeah, I mean, I'd echo that. It's like, you know, anything, anytime you're going for a new goal, it's about breaking that big goal down into smaller steps so it's not overwhelming for you. So if you've got like your local takeaway on speed dial, and when they answer, they go usual, you know, like it's not going to be easy to suddenly go full healthy. So it's just about making like small adjustments. Over time, those adjustments will add up. But also it's about, you know, your neural pathways. It's about forming new habits, new beliefs about what you can do. And every time you take a positive step, you're reinforcing the new you, the new behavior, the new belief. And that's what you want to just keep working on time and time again. It's tough because 
your old subconscious is always going to want to pull you back to the familiar and the old. But, you know, we've seen the success you can get just keep day by day chipping away yeah. at forming those neural pathways to support those new beliefs, those new habits and make the changes. And then they become easier, right? It's hard to start, but then they get easier and easier. We always say momentum begets momentum. Once yeah. you start going, it becomes easier and easier and easier. Yeah, and there is no quick fix. You know, we'd love, we live in a yeah. quick fix society, right? We'd love to believe that you, there's an overnight success, there's the quick fix. It doesn't exist. Anything worth getting has always come from like persistent action over and over and over again. You know, we always say it to the tip of the iceberg, you know, do you don't see like what's underneath it? And that's the stuff that a really strong why, the mindset reps, and just doing bit by bit over time will really, really help get you yeah. the results you want and feel better. Mm. Great advice, guys. I do agree. I mean, small baby steps, but doing something makes a difference, doesn't it? Now, I know a lot of people listening will be thinking, well, how can I work with you? So tell us a little bit about the kind of work you do and, and how you can work with some of the people listening, maybe. Well, you can find us at themidlifementors.com, so our website. So we work with people in a couple of ways. One way is we have our Midlife Methods, which is an eight-week program. We deliver that via an app and it's it's all your training, your nutritional coaching. So again, we're not overwhelming you. It drips through over time. There's mindset workshops there. So we work on things like your habits, your limiting beliefs, setting your goals, setting your why, all the mental tools that are going to basically set you up for success. That's all supported with accountability tools like results tracking, group calls, private Facebook group. And I've just launched a male-only version of that, a 90-day for men, specifically for midlife men to deal with the male menopause. So it's the same, but like like turbocharged, basically, and a lot more mindset tools in there as well. And so, women, I work with women once one as well, so yeah, anyone can just reach out. Yeah, yeah anyone well. can reach out um, and just work with either of us. But then the Midlife Method is the eight-week program built around the six pillars of um, midlife health and happiness, basically. So the internal and the external. That's amazing. And are you still running your boot camps? I know I've been to a couple of those and they were awesome. Are you still running those? Well, we've you know one. what? We were lucky enough to get one away in July in the UK. Which um, was fully booked. Eh? It was just amazing. It was so amazing to do it again. It was nearly 18 months of not doing it. And, you know, yeah. we get our energy off people, of it, as you can see. So it was really nice to actually train real people and build with real people. So that was amazing. But they are coming back. Yes, we're going to start with long weekends back at um, the amazing Quinta Romano in Marbella. So we've got one in November and we'll be releasing dates in January, February and March soon. So they're on. And then after that, we're just waiting to see like how the world pans out for the rest of 2022. I, I think what, what COVID has taught us, you can't really plan too far ahead with too much confidence. Control what you can. <laughs> exactly. So just remind us again of the website that people can go to to find out all this information. It's the Midlife Mentors with an S at the end.com. So the Midlife Mentors.com. Well, that is awesome. As always, brilliant advice. Just one more question for you guys that I always ask my guests. Podcast is called Heartbreak to Happiness. And I think it's really important to know what happiness is for you. So even if you are going through the menopause or the andropause, you can still experience some of those little moments of happy at times. So what is happiness for each of you? Oh, great question. Um, happiness for me is having time on my own um, to reconnect with who I really am. James's face is quite a picture right now. <laughs> It's on YouTube. What are you saying? <laughs> no, it's really interesting though. Like, I actually thought I was going for a big question here, but we said this on a recent uh, podcast that we did, but as we've got to know each other more, we've given each other more space to grow as individuals as well. Because we run the business together, it can be quite like that, you know, quite 
um, overwhelming, but I'm the sort of person that does need um, my space and time. And I'm really honoring that now. And again, I think that's something as you get older, I'm honoring my space. I'm honoring who I am. I'm really feeling like I'm in control of steering my ship. So yeah, I'm just like having the time to really connect with the things I love to do and who I really am. Uh, for me, you know, they always say happiness is an inside job. And definitely the, the older I get, the more I'm learning that, you know. It's not you... a fast car <laughs> or a younger model. <laughs> no? Damn it. Um, so I, you know what, um, and it comes to me, it comes to my confidence. When you're feeling good in yourself, you know, like physically, mentally, you just feel happy naturally. I do put effort into working on my happiness. I might that sounds strange, but I invest in my happiness by by doing things I know make me feel good about myself. So that, yeah. that'd be my answer. Do things that make you feel good about yourself and your happiness will come. It really is an inside job. Don't rely on external things. It's know. totally an That's inside job. That's the mistake we, so people make. It's like, oh, I'll get that new flashy watch. I'll buy that new designer handbag. Oh, you're happy for like five minutes and you're like, oh, I'm depressed again. Well, where's the next handbag? Where's the next dress? Go inside. Knowing yourself, I think, mm. is what makes me happy you happy and people that we work with happy beginning to know themselves and allow themselves to be seen and heard as they are wow what amazing answers loved it thank you so much guys for joining me as always phenomenal guests thank you for joining me thank you so much it's been a pleasure thank you that's it for today's episode do head on over to www.themidlifementals.com to find out all about james and claire and what they've got going on and i look forward to you joining me next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com, where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness. Happiness.